ah, we don't care anymore. <laughs> we're, we're, just, we're getting older. Yeah. Extra layer of, uh, you know, love is not too bad at my age. I'm just going to stop buying in. those bars and those meals. Give me the scone. <laughs> Sorry, the Janae. The jam. Sorry, Janae. That was, uh, was my 30s and my 40s. 50s, I'm just, uh, I'm rocking on. I'm letting it roll. <laughs> it's your Welcome Wednesday because you're welcome. Let's push. Give me some. Ten toes down, baby. You know who it is. I'm trying to be like you, mother. Shush. It's too late to turn back now. <laughs> the Morning Shift. Powered by Uno Media. That's right. Kia ora, good morning, good evening, and everything in between. This one on a You're Welcome Wednesday is for our morning shifters, from our misters to our sisters. We back for another show. Just in case you missed us, do the dishes powered by You Know Media, because you know what it is. And if you're listening for the first time, and if you don't know what it is, then let's just tell you what it ain't. No bad vibes, real chats, real peeps. The shifters are the shepherd and not the sheep. Don't sleep. We kept the ten toes down, and that's on feet. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, okay. Sorry about that, guys. I was, that was uh, work in progress, you know. It's a oh, work hey. in progress. Uh, it's hard doing it by yourself. Uh, we'll start the show, Matua Mark. Where is Brooke? Uh, Brooke has had a, a tough, as a lot of people are going through at the moment, it's a winter and there's plenty of chills and, and uh, colds and flus around, uh, but we winter has um, has had a night where in hospital and, and Brooke's had to be there too, very just Yeah, very sick, very sick, so giving love to our nephew and obviously we told Brooke to have the night off. Yeah, I've been in hospital with my son uh, heaps, uh, just he's got, he's got, um, he's got this thing called bronchio ecstasy? I think it's just where, like, yeah, he he has to clear his chest. It's something that gets better over time, but it's very horrible. So I just said, you know, I actually don't know if I'm allowed to say that publicly. <laughs> no, no, no. I think <laughs> it's all good. Uh, his mum probably told me off, but nah, it's all good. Because bronchitis and and it's all it's all it's all the chest infections, right? At this age and at a young, it real is. young age, the lungs just aren't quite strong enough to be able to clear it all out. Um, so yeah, uh, the amount of trips I've had to the hospital, um, the amount of trips I've had to the doctors, that train is never late. Come winter. Get it on 100% Missing you my boy My boys But uh, Matua Mark and I will uh, endeavour to hold the show down Today for your Welcome Wednesday So before we get into what's on the show Matua Mark you got our backs right? Yeah I got vibe today And I always take this uh, very seriously Don't I? I want the world and the sound Mark's of sunshine. Mark's got like sunshine. 10 songs and I'm pretty sure this is his 10th song so I, I don't love know. this I love this Turn it up baby Sunshine Let's poo Build the sunshine, baby. Through the witches. I wish you could see my tour, Mark. Do you remember the way you were the first time you heard that? Not too much? Uh, close to heaven. Um, <laughs> I don't know. There's something about the song that just takes me. It takes me. I would have been probably Gizzy. R&B. Yeah. yeah. 
Good time. Uh, only on the waters, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, it is a You Welcome Wednesday at the Fano at Iwi, and uh, Matu Mark and myself will be trying to hold down the show this morning. Let's have fun. Uh, what's to come on the show? Let me tell you. We've obviously have uh, true news for you. We also have a farmer who has taken his time to craft a message to basically, it's a bit of a rebuttal to what Matua Mark said last week about carbon credits. He's not having a go. I think he's a nice guy. But we obviously need balanced chats around the topics we're bringing to the show. Well, I am a 41-year-old man, and I don't take other people's opinions lightly. <laughs> you know, at my age, you kind of get set in your ways, and you're like, what? No, I know. But no, I'm looking forward to this, because it's an open conversation, and that's what we need to create. This is what this is all about. Let's converse. Absolutely. But let's, first of all, let's get into Daily Bread. Breaking Bread with the news of today. Still looking for a bread sponsor? You know what? Still looking for a bed sponsor, too. <laughs> All right, team, uh, your daily bread, first one off for this morning for your Welcome Wednesday, is the world's first singles-only festival is taking place this summer. Jordan, can I just ask? Yes. As a man who has found love. Man, don't, honestly. And is very much in love. Don't do me like that. You hear the idea of going People don't know. People don't really know that. Not yet. They'll find out. I'm sure you'll just want them to experience the love that, you, uh, that you're feeling. Um, when you hear the idea of a whole lot of single people all joining up, you must turn in your grave. Like, you found love. You don't want, to, you want none of that. No, I, I, I have empathy for them. <laughs> I have empathy for these singles out here trying to mingle. Mm. You're like, oh, cute. Because, you know, I remember that life, you know? <laughs> You know, yes. searching for a deep connection, mm. feeling like you're alone in this world. Wanting to be seen. Wanting to be seen. Wanting to be heard. <laughs> no, uh, this this festival has actually been started. The organisers of the festival have basically said in a media report, the whole reason this festival is set up is to, is to combat dating apps. They feel like people, dating apps has changed the landscape for dating. People don't really know how to talk or communicate. And so... They've made a festival for singles only where you're going to have to interact like a normal human. Quite, I shouldn't say normal, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've taken that, that has changed the game, right? I mean, I haven't, when I was dating, there was no such thing as dating apps, but that's where it's all changed. Now you just kind of. Oh, you would have been a sweetheart, wouldn't you? I would you have, would have not been done a well sweetheart. on a dating app. I would have. Uh, I would have been looking at photos of way back when. <laughs> Those ones. But no, nah, it just makes sense. Like, you're seeing people face to face. Like, do it the old school way. Talk to people face to face. Absolutely. Ask each other what you're into rather than looking through a profile on a dating app. That's called Peer Festival. So uh, look out for that. I think it's in Europe, though, so start saving your money, guys. But uh, no, seriously, I've got empathy for all the people that... <laughs> nah, that's your daily bread from me. Um, I have a daily bread. It involved Kate Winslet yesterday or the day before winning a BAFTA. She, I think she won Best Actress. Um, and her speech was really, uh, I think, quite an important speech and, and, and a bit of an eye-opener as to where we are headed and who is responsible for social media content. There were days, there were days when it was agony for her to dig as deeply as she did into very frightening emotional territory sometimes, and it took my breath away. I Am Ruth was made for parents and their children, for families who feel that they are held hostage by the perils of the online world, 
for parents who wish they could still communicate with their teenagers, but who no longer can, and for young people who have become addicted to social media and its darker sides, this does not need to be your life. To people in power and to people who can make change, please criminalize harmful content. Please eradicate harmful content. We don't want it. We want our children back. We don't want to lie awake terrified for our children's mental health. And to any young person who might be listening, who feels that they are trapped in an unhealthy world, please ask for help. There is no shame in admitting that you need support. It will be there, just ask for it. Thank you so much. Wow. So I'm guessing, and this I haven't done any research on the movie I Am Ruth that she won the award for, but I'm guessing it's to do with something to do with her daughter, um, Kate's daughter, uh, was involved in the making of, and uh, and the storyline behind, and it's de- it's this the next generation dealing with uh, social media, the the pressures of, and how it's affecting their psyche. And I li- I like that, um, and this happens quite a bit when actors get into a role, and they learn a bit about the subject, they become quite passionate about it. But this is something I'm passionate about as well because I'm 100%. a father of kids, and I don't know all the different apps that uh, my kids are on. I don't. I should, but it's hard to keep track considering a lot of the time you can you can do it in a hidden way. But it is really important that there is some responsibility taken by the platforms themselves and, and probably the governing bodies of, of each country as to how this content gets to the kids and how we protect them because it's a different world now. We used to be able to lock the front door and bad things would stay out. Now, ain't no thing. You cannot lock the door and your kids see content that they, you know, that can disturb them or they're bullied by. And it, it's a really tough one. And I, I guess for you, Jordan, it's about who should be responsible when it comes to harmful content that, that kids are consuming. Well, 100%. I think of a couple of things here with this discussion. There's the discussion, obviously, where we bring in new laws to basically uh, come down harder, um, you know, sanctions on young kids having social media. I mean, TikTok's already R18. There are like those... but kids are already on it you know um it's such a huge part of their world and so for parents to start to police that um i understand it's a hard conversation for them but uh, i definitely think it's a conversation that needs to come up i was uh talking to some parents about this some of my mates and um you know we we're having a discussion and it, it's sort of like where we got to was you can't this this thing's a beast now Social media is a beast, like, it, you cannot stop it. You get, like, technology, these social media apps, you, you have to work, it's almost like you have to work more hard to upgrade your child with the knowledge and of, of what's wrong, of where they can get hurt. Um, but one thing my mate said that stuck with me, he's a dad, he said, you know, my daughter, what I have to make sure that she knows and understands is that there is nothing that she does online that she has to hide from me. That if she makes a mistake or that if, she, if her instant thought is I can never tell my dad about this and I have to hide it and I have to deal with this by myself, I've lost, you know. And so for him, like it was really big in terms of communicating with his daughter around social media apps. I, ex- I expect you to listen to me um, and I trust you to do the right thing. But I know that, you know, the beast that the social media thing is, if you get stuck, there's there's no time you can't call me. There's no topic or thing that you've done that you know, would make me, uh, I might be disappointed, but that I can't get over and work and help you through. And I uh, I just thought that was, I was like, man, that's real beautiful. You know, I think mm. that's what where we need to be. 
Because that's transferable to life in general. That doesn't have yeah. to just be online, right? Like, we need to make sure that we have an open dialect with our kids. Yeah, we're still parents. Yeah, we're still the ones that should be in charge. But honesty, openness and honesty, and then the idea of unconditional love, no matter what you've done, you'll always be loved and you can always be open with because, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. We can both we can both shoulder it and work out how we're going to work through this. But, yeah, that's a really... that's. I love that. Yeah, I love that energy in, in a in a parent to child relationship. And I think moving forward uh, on on the show, we should look out for if anyone you know has experience in this area or dealing with this or some tips for parents or it's it's, it's a huge topic. You know, we should probably get someone in to talk about this at some point. Yeah, I mean, as well, you know me as a, as a dad, right? I'm I'm pretty hands on with my kids. Like I, I I look after them. And I'm not looking for to blame anybody else when it comes to content getting to their eyes in front of them. Like I know it's my responsibility as a parent to be stopping that from happening, but it is so hard. Mm. I don't understand technology well enough to be able to stop everything. Um, so they're, they're, it's really about where does the responsibility lie? It's got to be like a village mentality, whereas sometimes it's the platform, sometimes it's the parents, sometimes it's the community, sometimes it's their kids, uh, kids' friends. Like There's so many people that need to help out in this. And I thought Kate Winslet uh, in, in that speech did a really cool job of bringing to light uh, the battle that is going on with parents and their kids. Definitely. To wrap this up, kids, if you're listening in the car or teens, please don't think your parents have been... Uh hard on you They're just, we're just trying to protect you too so yeah stay safe out there we can finish Daily Bread there right Breaking Bread with the, the news, news of today. today still looking for a bed and bread sponsor <laughs> maybe we can uh, that's a promo waiting to happen we can eat bread on the bed sponsor Josh. it's your welcome Wednesday because oh, oh. you're welcome <laughs> sorry that one's about to get deleted. What's <laughs> Not the... Jo- jo- Jonah! Jonah! Okay. Hey, uh, yesterday Brooke brought to the show a very poignant fact. He wanted us to be able to have a code that we could spread around as shifters. Just to let you know, you know, that... that are you a shifter? Yeah, I'm a part of the shifters page. I'm a part of... I love the, the, the downloads and the podcast and what have you. And we were concerned that we didn't really have one. So we threw it out there. What should be... The morning shift code word that, you know, you just know you're with someone that's on. Yes. So uh, we go to the the messages and, and voice memos that have been sent through. And this is a VUA. Send us anything at any time. You can just say exactly what you want and, uh, and talk about what you've heard on the show or what's going on in your life. And I love this VUA. You've got mail. I reckon the morning shifters or us shifters, we already got one. We already got one. Whenever I see someone that says they listen to the morning shift, I ask them, do you do the dishes, my boy? (laughs) (laughs) What do you reckon? Hey, I like it. It's easy. It's a wink. It's a, you do the dishes. I tell you what, if if it's not going to be that, then it's just a case of, it's on the cards, it's just not on the table, eh? (laughs) I like that, though. Yeah. Do the dishes, my boy. And we enjoy you guys joining in on the show. So at any stage, go to our Instagram account, VUA, voice us anything, jump on that voice memo and send it through, <laughs> and uh, and we'll play it out on the show. Oh, I love that. This is The Morning Shift. Kia ora te whanau. One thing we like about our show is that, well, what we'd like you to know about the show is that uh, there's nothing kind of that we're not willing to talk about. Maybe... Even if it's one of our opinions that needs to be corrected or an added perspective, you know, needs to be said. 
I have a very close friend, uh, Matil Mark. His name's Valentine. He's actually Samoan, but he grew up in Christchurch. And when I say Samoan, I mean, he sounds like a bogan on the phone, but he can speak Samoan, you know, he knows the Samoan styles. You wouldn't think it when you hear his voice, but he's for the people, but he's also uh, for the farmers. I don't know how he did this, but he's on the Young New Zealand Farmers Board of New Zealand. Nice. Uh, <laughs> and he rings me and he's like, Uzo, you know I love Matua Mark. I said, I know. I said, he said, no, no, like, that's my guy. I said, I know. He said, but that carbon credits chat, we just, we got to have a chat about that. And I said, hey, listen, not all of us, not all of us know what you know, Val. So feel free to give us a voice memo, all right? And share your opinion because right. we are willing to listen. So he was, he was getting back at, I guess, having a conversation about what I said last week. And that was this. So why is it that we're still obsessed with exporting all our milk, dairy products, our meats, all that kind of stuff, when it's costing us so much in carbon footprint. Why don't we clear out 90% of our farms because oh, well. it's costing us carbon. 90 sounds a lot, but yes. Let's on. just go with 90. We keep 10% of our farming for food that we grow inward, so it feeds us, and we're not paying export prices, so our supermarket bill comes down, and we actually start trading in carbon credits. We grow New Zealand into a massive greenland with a whole lot of trees and places like China and stuff pay us money to offset their carbon footprint by our carbon credits. So it's basically like, it's like Bitcoin, mm. but the green version of it. Mining. And, we, and we're mining for carbon credits and all our country doesn't flood. It doesn't get slips everywhere because we're all trees and green and beautiful. And we stop farming the meats and the veggies and sending them overseas and having such high expensive food bills. And we just focus inward. How did it sound the second time around? When I said it, I still believe it. No, no, 100%. 100%. I still believe it, so I'm interested to hear what, you, what the very has to say. Yeah, so you're about to hear Val uh, share his opinion. Uh, it's a little bit long, but it's very informative and it's entertaining. So let's have a listen what Val has to say. Malo, love him, love him, what's up, mate? All sorts. Just to hear to rebut a couple of Martin Mark's comments uh, he made last week about carbon farming and... Um, Look, I know his heart for it at the end of the day was to solve some of the food crisis and yeah, to help fix with the cost of living. So I'm going to try and offer up a solution at the end of this. Um, but yeah, big love to you, Martin Mark. I just wanted to have this conversation real quick, <laughs> make a couple of points. I'm just going to say that I'm not a huge skeptic or um, a conspiracy here, but I'm always wary of the UN and world organisations who are further up the food chain, no pun intended, um, when they're pushing policies. They have financial implications on us as a country and, and, and us as individuals. The point I wanted to um, pick up and the bone to pick really was around that 90% of farmable land here being converted into forest or carbon farms. First issue I have of it is just the fact that the most effective tree for cleaning CO2, the one here that we use in New Zealand the most, is the pine tree, which is an introduced species. I just don't think New Zealand needs to be littered with an introduced species. The whenua does not need to be colonised. Again. So some people are like, okay, partner with natives. Unfortunately, <laughs> our natives aren't that good at carbon cleaning. <laughs> not too sure what the solution is there. The point for me is that we don't want Aotearoa to look like Canada or California. It's not us. It's ugly. Second point uh, or second issue I have is just around the opportunity cost um, for our younger generation. Down here in Te Waipono, I mean, most conventional farms that are being converted are being converted by older farmers who have lived their life raise their families, run their farms, and now in retirement are looking for an easier sort of route. 
Now, granted, that's their right. They're absolutely allowed to do that. But what they inadvertently do is they create a further roadblock for any young farmer who wants to own and work their very own piece of land. Martel Mark, you know this. Farming is not that equitable. It's a vocation, not an occupation. And so it just bugs me that young guys who are coming up and ladies who want to farm you know, are finding it harder and harder to do so on a piece of land that's their own. Uh, last part is just around the market that the carbon credits have created. I'm just really dubious when it comes to this, when it comes to the government and um, big companies. And I know that it's funny because I said I'm not a big sceptic, but I just don't think it's that transparent. Mm. Uh, it's really easy to double dip when it comes to carbon credits. Uh, for instance, if you're an airline, there's man- there's the mandatory market because you have to pay right to offset your carbon footprint. But there's also the voluntary uh, market as well, which is what you pay $6 for to offset your carbon credits. There's very little accountability around like what's being done with that $6. That Talk pay, about right? it. Each time you fly. I already paid $240 one way for a flight. Why can't you pay that $6? Facts. But there's very little uh, regulation around Because, I mean, the mandatory market is regulated, but the voluntary market is not. So what I'm trying to get at is that somebody's making a heap of money out of this and it ain't the hole in the ozone layer. <laughs> so maybe we should do a little bit more digging. Who is it? And maybe the market could be more transparent. Or someone, I regulate it. Get to the solutions. I know I said I was going to get there. So real quick, I just think that if we actually went back to like Papa Kainga styles or if we learnt how to plant stuff out, we could help our bottom dollar when it comes to the bills and we can actually help our planet as well. So... Don't talk to me about not having enough time. I know it's busy. I know it's crazy and it's a hectic life. But, bro, you got time. <laughs> if you ain't got time, then the planet ain't got time. Put it that way. Ooh, uh, and if you don't know how to do it, honestly, you all got TikTok. You all got YouTube. Shut up, man. Go and learn how to do it. You don't have to have the most extravagant garden. Maybe own, like, one piece of produce. Maybe be the potato guy. Maybe be the pumpkin guy because we know they, like, grow like wildfire. That's me. Trade with friends. I think that's a more equitable way to live. I reckon it's way smarter. And we take out, I guess, the middleman, the supermarkets. George is probably like, nah, man, go to Pack and Save. I've got a vested interest in that. Anyway, uh, moving on. <laughs> but I do think that's, that's the way of the future, is learning how to grow our own stuff. Um, and we don't, again, just be the carrot guy. Just grow one thing and grow it really well. Learn how to trade. And that way we'll save a bit of money and save the planet. Killed it. We know that was long, Fano. We know that was long, but... We had to give him time to respond. I don't know if this is a right or wrong. It's not a right or wrong no, thing, no, much no. Mark. It's just an and thing. Totally. Like, I feel like something else to think about. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, man, I could get lost in the idea of how much extra you pay on a flight for, you know, for your carbon footprint. Where does that money go? That's a whole nother, <sighs> yeah. And I think for me, yes, food costs was, was a side product of what I was actually going for. What I was going for is we don't set the jurisdiction of what people are into True. right now. And carbon footprints and carbon credits seem to be all the craze. So why not lead the world in it, was my thought. Maybe 90% was a, was a big ask. Maybe it was just the percentage. That yeah. was it, eh? That yeah. was all it was. But I would love to see this country growing back into native forests. And I'm still dubious exactly how they work out how much carbon filtering happens through your trees whether our natives would do a really good job. But imagine New Zealand as a beautiful, big, green country and we're just trading in Bitcoin of the future, a.k.a. carbon credits. <laughs> and I, you know, I love to the farmers too. We had a message come in on our mm. Instagram account too, talking about you know, just how hard it is for farmers. 100%. Absolutely get it. You're banging your heads against the wall and you guys aren't to blame for our high food costs. We know that. 
we know that this is not your fault. Um, we're just all out here trying to live, ma'am. Yeah, and just all trying right. to arrive at it's uh, really trying to get a picture of what's happening. Um, um, we posted a video yesterday on our Instagram, and I was, I was reading through the comments, and just it's so varying in like what people think's actually going on, eh? Yeah. And I, I wish that in these political times, especially with election coming up, I just I wish that politicians were just able to say like, here's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> here's what I'm not gonna do, mm. and the reason why I'm not gonna do it is not because I don't want to help people. But it's because of A, B, C, D, E, whatever. But it's always like, no, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Yeah. And it's like, bull jive, bruh. All right, well, I'm learning how to be the carrot man. Yeah. I'm going to learn. I'll, 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 I'll do the carrots. Yeah. I mean, I did I did post uh, my no, no, that's Valentine's. To, yeah, that's oh, I'll be the pumpkin. To, thank you. Sorry. Thank you. Brooke will be the potatoes. Nico, are you in? Yeah. Yeah. What yeah. are you planting? Yeah, nice. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Valentine said that story back to me. Um, we know we talk about missions and that. And he was like, "Sure, she won't. You refuse to grow a garden. Don't talk to me." How many trees have you planted? I planted fifty last year. I was like, "Oh, we get it, mate. We get it. <laughs> All right. The answers are harder than uh, than we think sometimes." But uh, no, I think uh, that was more just for us to continue that conversation, to learn more, and we'll continue it again if anyone wants to uh, hop in on that chat. Kelda. It's your welcome Wednesday because. You're welcome. You are welcome. I'm Jordan. And I'm Mark. And this is True News. For you. Okay, we need to work on that much more. It's more like for you. Okay, sorry. Brooke will be back. That's all right. Yeah, we can we're, take it. We're missing our boy. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, true News for yous. Uh, I will list off three stories. Whether we get through all, through all three is up to you. Story number one. Foraging is great. But stay away from the death cat mushrooms. Oh, we have to touch on that, don't we, Matua Mark? We should. <laughs> Community service. Uh, story number two. Jenny Craig, New Zealand, goes into voluntary administration <gasps> a week after bankruptcy in the US. Oh, Auntie Jenny Craig. Hi. And orchestral concert of bad cruise ship karaoke sees crowd leave in droves. Let's... Get, get it, it, get it. it. Let's, let's get all of them, eh? Right. Uh, so experts have said foraging for wild food is a great way of keeping the uh, grocery bills down, but it can also lead to dangers. Uh, apparently dandelions, chickweed, and miner's lettuce are all common edible weeds that you can just go out into the bushes and grab. Uh, however, they are concerned with one mushroom. Mm. It is the world's most poisonous mushroom, and it is called the death cap. What? Mm, it's responsible for more than 90% of world <gasps> mushroom-related fatalities. Just one cap is enough to kill an adult, one bite, and a child uh, can die as well. So uh, the centres are saying, look, a lot of people are out there at the moment foraging for food. They're looking for a new way of doing it. And we just talked about growing We have those foods. mushrooms here? Yes. Really? Yes, they are an import, and they have found their way to Australia and New Zealand now. So they are warning people to keep an eye out for the white cap mushroom or the uh, death cap, as they call it. Interesting. Matua Mark, uh, when we the first week you we started our show, you I think I believe you shared that you'd found some mushrooms in your backyard? Yeah, I had found some uh, some very uh, <laughs> I had found some um, crazy mushrooms. I think they're called or magic mushrooms. <laughs> I think the kids are calling them that. Uh, and yeah, they were uh, they were magical? They, <laughs> they did have magic qualities, I believe. Yeah. 
Um, but we can talk about that another day. Oh, yeah. not today. It'd be remiss of me to do it now. We're doing true news for you. I should probably. We should probably post a, fo- uh, a photo on our story of what these actually look like, so you are informed. In because I yes. wouldn't know what they look like. Yeah, um, just a, a brief description if you if you are listening to this right now. So they're white stemmed, white underneath. So the brill underneath is all white, and the white cap it's just completely white. Um, I was always told as a young kid, stay away from anything that's completely white. <laughs> So I, I kind of knew already, um, but yeah, they're hard to tell. Just don't go eating mushrooms left, right and centre. Make sure that you've done your research. Uh, and the second story today, Jenny Craig, New Zealand, goes into voluntary administration uh, a week after bankruptcy in the US. So weight loss brand Jenny Craig has gone into a voluntary administration alongside the Australian counterpart. It comes a week after the US entity announced it would be closing after it had a run of money, uh, and, and it's, well, it's run out of money. Uh, and it's gone bankrupt. So, did you know Jenny Craig was actually, um, her and her husband, Sydney, started it up in 1983. It was actually founded by an Australian woman, Jenny Craig. She was an Australian. I had no idea that that was the case. Yeah, she looked like Jenny Shipley too. Did the she? Jennies look like each other. <laughs> All Low the Jennies look the same. Oh. Uh, the company uh, grew to be one of the most well-known weight management companies around the world, and now it has seen its day. So what's taken over from Jenny Craig, do you reckon? What, why, why, why no more Jenny? Everything? Yeah, I don't... There's I don't, so many new things I, I would have thought that... Because, uh, what, their big thing was, um, obviously, calories, right? Yeah, so calorie they, they, they started, They started releasing their own bars, their own food, their own snacks. So I would have thought the things were popping over at Jenny. Mm. Or Jenny Craig, but I don't know. That's a surprise to me. Yeah. Global recession. A lot of these... A lot of big brands getting packed in, eh? Well, part of, I guess part of Jenny Craig's markup was on their food, too. Like, it's an expensive way to lose weight. Uh, and the alternative is eat less, do more exercise. Actually, I assume what it is is that, you know, Jenny Craig as a brand, when she came into the market, uh, she was able to kind of capture a generation of yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, And as she's gotten older, uh, I think potentially that demographic of people that she took kind of were like, ah, we don't care anymore. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we guess we're getting older. Yeah. Extra layer of, uh, you know, love is... Not too bad at my age. I'm just going to stop buying in. those bars and those meals. Give me the scone. <laughs> Sorry, Jenna. Sorry, Jenna. That was uh, was my 30s and my 40s. 50s, I'm just uh, I'm rocking on. I'm letting it roll. <laughs> I fully made that up, but yeah. I assume that uh, maybe the brand of Jenny Craig has just gotten more out of touch for the generation coming through. Totally. And everyone's so much more savvy to what's in their food now. In fact, you can't release a, a muesli bar or anything without stating exactly how much sugar's in it. I think it's a more educated people now there are more educated people when it comes to what they eat what they're putting inside them and Jenny was all about educating you know this is how many calories you're putting in this is how much work you're gonna have to do to burn it off that kind of has died out it's died out yeah I would have rebranded uh with Jennifer Jennifer Lopez Jennifer Jennifer Lopez Craig Jennifer Lopez Craig (laughs) let's get it get it all right and finally orchestral concert of bad cruise ship karaoke sees Uh, crowd leaves in droves. Now this was a concert that was happening down in Wellington at the Opera House. Uh, It happened on Sunday night and it was apparently terrible. This is what people are saying, well concert goers at least. Uh, They've been left furious after forking out $150 per ticket. So this is a $150 concert. Uh, They were promised to see the music of Hans Zimmer and other other concert goers and uh, movie scripts like Star Wars Entertainment. Uh, a breathtaking concert event with orchestral <laughs> choir, star soloists, and selected film sequences with well-illuminated and laser projections. So they were going in there thinking they're going to be seeing or hearing some of the best music. 
They'd have a couple of solo artists that would sing to it, and it was going to rock. Uh, apparently, it was completely the opposite. <laughs> uh, one of the people said, I couldn't even imagine going to something any worse. Uh, they started off, get this, <laughs> apparently they were late to begin with, uh, and uh, after it started late, the opening with a short piece of music, a presenter came onto the stage and attempted to coerce an already aggravated audience into singing a karaoke version of Video Killed the Radio Stars, to which no one obliged. He said, I couldn't even realise how cringy it was because I was gobsmacked. Video killed the radio stars. Yeah, people started walking out of the uh, of the concert. <laughs> you know, can I just say, sorry to anyone that went there, but that's your own damn fault. <laughs> that is your own you damn fault. This. I think I paid like 180 for Hans Zimmer like in person at Spark Arena. Have you go- s- have you seen him live and dude? Wow, dude, I I want to say it. I almost cried. I probably did cry. Maybe I cried. I cried. But like, uh, so if you're gonna play 150 to go see someone else that's not him, play those bangers, <laughs> like $150 is a lot of money. That's that's on you, mother. They that's tried repeatedly you. to get the crowd to sing along and not a single person was having it. They all got up and walked out. Oh, blessings. Where was this? In Wellington. <laughs> the Wellington Opera House. <laughs> oh, blessings. Hey, enjoy. That is uh, this week's version of True News. For you, you. We know, we know. Brooks back next week. Yeah, he's back next week. We got you from six a.m. or whenever you want. It's the morning shift. Shush. <laughs> Shush. All right, all right. Matto, Mark, and JV uh, River. Myself. We are out. Thank you for uh, today's show. It's a little bit more informative than maybe entertaining at times, but. Uh, you know, we go every day. That's the beautiful thing about the show. We go every day. We hope our boys back tomorrow. And uh, tomorrow, just a little plug. You would have seen it on our socials. I really want you to have a think about small town icks. Okay? Like, we're not going at the little guys because we're going to give you a chance to go at the big guys. We'll do big town icks next week. But What is that? It's like... I don't get it. Well, you're from Gizzy, so potentially that's a smaller town. But it's, it's like, you know, when you go somewhere, like just out of where you come from, and you're just like, something happens, and you're just like, oh, I'd like to go home. <laughs> you know, or like, oh, that's rough. Or like, you know, whoo, these aren't my people. You know, like, it's not it's not having a, you know, we're not disrespecting anyone. It's just, we're all different, and, you know, sometimes we just want to go back home. I wish I could share the story, but I want to save it for tomorrow's show, because uh, <laughs> it's a banger. But uh, we will see you tomorrow. We appreciate you. For listening, Fano shifters, let's push. This is the shift. The shift. Go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. The morning shift. I'm gonna make an offer again with you. The shift. I love you. Oh, oh. This is the shift. Got it. Ha. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>